Hi guys, welcome back to Psyched Convos on Psychology, Relationships, and Personal Growth. I'm Nicole. And I'm Laura. And today we're going to be talking about fear. Hi guys, just a quick reminder before we dive into the episode for today, we are open to accepting one-on-one private coaching clients. So our three-month program is open and it is really designed to get you to reach your full potential, overcome your mental blocks, overcome fears and your doubts and stress and worry, and really getting you to a place where you feel much more fulfilled in your life and finding your purpose and just really overall reaching a higher level version of yourself and creating that life that you really truly want. So if you are interested in working with us, there's going to be a link in the show notes where you can book a call to learn more about how you can work with us one-on-one. Otherwise, we will go ahead and dive into the episode. So we'll go ahead and start with some common misconceptions of fear. So the first is that you can get rid of fear or become fearless. Yeah, I think that's a a big misconception and it kind of runs into, in a way, um, our second point, which is um, that uh, that you should be able to stop fear. And um, and so when you stop fear, then you move forward and do something. But um, in actuality, fear is uh, fear is something that's very normal um, and it's not something we can totally avoid. Yeah, it's something that's always going to be there. Um, You can lessen your feelings of fear, and you can still act in the in with feelings of fear. um, But it's not necessarily going to completely go away. I think. Do you think though sometimes that fear can go away for some certain things? Yes. So, Mm -hmm. like, let's say you're fearful at first about doing something, then of course, if you do it more. Uh, often then it tends to have, you know, you feel less fear when you do it. So certainly um, fear can get, um, can start dissipating um, after you kind of get used to a certain situation or used to doing something. But fear pretty much is, will be with us in anything that we tend to do new, maybe right um, in a lot of ways. Yeah, that makes sense. So you can, unless you can get rid of fear, I guess, if you never do anything if you just sit in your home and you know live right. a live a life of um, routine and not really going out right. and trying and experiencing new things, which I think um, is you know that's that's unfortunate um, because it does hold back people from doing things that they really want, um, especially if you're trying to wait till the fear is gone. You know, a lot of people want to wait till the fear is gone and then they'll go out and do something. And it's really the reverse, which is we'll we'll talk about that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. So, so we did touch on the second misconception already, which was fear means that you should stop and actually not do something. It's a sign that what you're doing is um, maybe unsafe. Um, But in reality, our fear is, I guess it's kind of old, like the way that our, our fear system and our, what is it? The nervous system works is it's trained to be fearful of things like animals and being unsafe. And that's like kind of where it comes from, but it's really, um, hurting us and it's holding us back in the current times, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Fear will stem from the lower part of our brain, which is more the uh, primitive part of our brain. Uh, And so that's, you know, you refer to it being old. Um, So it comes from that and from old times when 
or back when <laughs> man was not as advanced as we are now, you know, and we had to worry about um, true threats happening, you know, maybe some wild animal coming after us or something like that. Um, and so it does have its place, of course. And uh, it's so it's for survival, basically. Right. Yeah. So you obviously it's more doesn't mean, again, you shouldn't stop and not do something, but you need to switch to your more logical side and really reason. Is this something that's actually unsafe or is it just something that I'm scared to do, but I should be doing it or can still do it and be safe and make it out on the other side. Fine. <laughs> right. Right. So, so fear really is, um, uh, it's a, it's when we perceive a threat and it causes a change in the brain. So the brain, uh, sees something and it, uh, triggers the belief that there's a threat. So it goes to that lower part of the brain and then that lower part of the brain sends out signals to the rest of the body to prepare basically for fight or flight um, so that you're um, prepared uh, if there's truly a threat, you know? And so it's, they talk about the uh, fight, flight, or freeze. Um, uh, That's the survival instinct. That's, that's what your brain is doing when we're in fear. Do you know what causes us to go into one or the other? Is it situational? Is it based on your genetics? Like what, uh, fight, flight, or freeze. Ah, yeah. I well, I think it could be more what you tend to um, lean toward, but also I think it can depend on the situation. Mm-hmm. You know, if there is, uh, if there isn't a place to go, you know, then you probably you freeze or you hide. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so you try to hide, and uh, if you can, if you can flee, if that makes more sense. But of course. Or, or the fighting. So it really kind of in the moment is what probably uh, is most seems most doable at the time to whoever's yeah. experiencing it. And I think it's something that you can't, it, this is something that you can't control that initial reaction, I think that you have to something that's um, a real threat. Um, I think it really is just a very much like um, automatic yes. reaction. Yes, it's it, absolutely. Yeah. So your, your body just automatically responds to, to the fear, um, process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like we said, fear can come from conflict or from, um, even avoiding a threat, or it can come in the form of a discovery as well. And this is, I think when it gets a little bit, obviously we're, we're out of the primitive ages here. So, um, like a discovery in the sense of you find out maybe, someone, you know, has cancer or something like that. And those different things that are not just a perceived, like a threat that we see in our, in our presence, there's other things that can cause fear that's outside of physical thing, tangible things. Right. Right. And because we can, uh, we have thought processes, we can experience fear just from our thoughts. So, so yeah, example of maybe there's, you have a scary boss, a boss that yells, you know, then you're afraid um, just from the boss yelling, but truly, is that a threat to your survival? Not, not really. Right. But you, because we have this, um, in, innate in us, that's our experience. And we maybe think of, you know, the worst case scenario, maybe we'll get fired. Maybe, you know, we're going to do something wrong, be a failure kind of thing. So then we experience that fear just from our thoughts. Right. And I think our, it's, it's more like a body reaction too. like our bodies are, still programmed in the more primitive way and the feel like, can't really help those feelings that come up even though it's not necessarily the same type of threats that would really be actually seen as 
um, unsafe or something to cause fear. Yeah, it's really an automatic. It's very connected uh, um, to the body, Mm -hmm. the response. Right. When we feel the fear. So, so yeah. So another, again, a reminder that fear really is natural, even if it, it is uncomfortable. Um, it's something that everyone experiences. You can't really avoid it. Um, uh, and you, like we said, you can't become fearless and nor should we, uh, because it does protect us in some ways. And there are, there is a purpose for it. And there are reasons when it's necessary. Um, and it's technically it's healthy and it's hardwired into our brain. There are some people who don't have that part of their brain and they aren't able to function uh, normally. They can't really uh, perceive threats and they, I think they can probably put themselves into a lot of more dangerous situations. Actually, I think that is sometimes antisocial personality disorder. Oh, yeah. They can't really experience emotion in general, so they don't experience any fear and part of the reason they do the behaviors that they do is because they don't experience anything. So they need to experience something. So then they <laughs> do not so nice things to people. They have to go to extremes. To actually feel something. Well, so, it reminds me of, um, did you ever see Free Solo? No. Do you know what that is? No. Oh, so his name, Alex something. And Free Solo, it was, I saw it in um, IMAX and it was, it's about um, a climber. Oh, And cool. he free, so like, so he doesn't have harnesses or any wires or any ropes. Oh, so he gosh. climbs El Capitan in um, Yosemite, or I think it's Yosemite and um, free, you know, no ropes. And he practices, of course, with the ropes to get the, so he knows his path. And, um, but he, they studied his brain and he actually is missing. He doesn't have that same fear, um, part of the brain that we all have it doesn't react wow. as strongly and he's I, I mean I don't think I would call him antisocial but no. he um he doesn't have a lot of relationships he's much very he's very focused on that and he needs he almost like needs that to feel something so that's wow. why he goes and does that I, I do think there are those those um adventurous people that want to do all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. and I do think that they tend to have less feelings of fear right yeah so yeah. again it's probably on a spectrum Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that his whole fear chunk of his brain was gone, but uh, definitely was very minimal activity going on. Yeah. So I have heard of it. I just can't. I didn't specifically see it in that, but yeah, I I may have read about it or Mm -hmm. something like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, So fear is kind of like we said, part instinct. It's also partially learned and partially taught. So obviously the instinct part comes in, like we said, that primitive part of your brain. If you see a lion or a bear or like you see a fire, you don't go towards it. That's your instinct. So it definitely has its place. Right. Um, And then part of it's learned. So from what we've learned from past experiences, what we've experienced on our own. And we, if you try something and it it caused something bad to happen, you're going to learn from that and you're not going to do it again. And then some of it is taught. So by our society, by our parents, by culture, um, there are certain things that we learn to fear or are taught to fear. So um, it can come from different places. Um, not, I would say, you know, not all of the the um, learned and taught part is necessarily based in fact or reality all the time. Um, it can be passed down from, you know, I think, I think like, you know, just parents maybe have a negative experience with something and they pass that down to their children, but that's sure. not necessarily something that actually has to be, um, we have to be fearful of. Right. Right. And, you know, uh, some neuroscientists claim that humans are the most fearful creatures on the planet because of our ability 
basically because of our ability to learn and think and uh, create fear in our minds. So like animals don't have that, but we can. Mm -hmm. Um, So so then we respond from our thought processes um, in in a way that we would, that animals would, if there was a true threat, we respond that way from our, from our, just our thoughts or our images, sometimes just our images that we play in our head. Right. Exactly. Yes. And along with that, you know, our brains are, are so efficient. And so we begin to fear a range of stimuli that are not, not necessarily scary. They're a conditioned fear um, or, or, or they may not even be present. They're sort of this anticipatory, um, so anticipatory. So that so that would refer to like anxiety. That's an anticipation of something uh, bad that might happen. And so we we are capable of doing that as humans again, um, which animals aren't. I was just about to ask that. Yeah. So yeah. animals can't. They have fear, and when there's that more the primitive instinctual fear. They don't have that anxiety of something that may happen in the future. Right. They don't, I think, have the ability to think that's, like that. That's what the book, the premise of the book, uh, Why Zebras Don't Have Ulcers, <laughs> is about. That, you know, we have that ability to anticipate fear, but um, animals... I guess they're talking about zebras. Uh, you know, they if there's a three is if there's a fear, they they run, they do whatever they need to do. Then when the fear's gone, their autonomic nervous system goes back to this calm to the to the regular uh, calm state. The whereas, present moment. I see. Yeah, yeah. Whereas humans don't always. They again, they they think they think they you know we can picture and um, plan and think forward thinking and also. Right think of our past as well. Right. So that makes sense. And that leads us to, into our next uh, kind of subtopic here, which is the difference between fear and anxiety. So I think we semi touched on it, but we'll go a little bit deeper into that because I think there is a important distinguishing difference. Um, Both of these, both fear and anxiety though, do they produce a stress response? So it's a stressful situation, um, whether it's again, uh, in the present moment, or if it's made up in our minds, um, both are products of perceived danger as well. And um, once again, sometimes the perceived danger is based in reality, and sometimes the perceived danger is not. So it really depends. I think, though, fear is based more on something, a specific thing, um, whereas anxiety is just uh, more objectless, future-oriented, overwhelming sense of fear where it's not, sometimes you can tie it back to something specific, sometimes not quite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Cause uh, I think a lot of times, you know, they talk about generalized anxiety disorder. It's sort of this, just kind of this overall unease and, and just like on edge mm-hmm. and kind of like a hypervigilance. So, and nothing specific. Uh, whereas fear, you know, you can really think about uh, what possibly could happen, this worst case scenario kind of thing. You can name it. You can name what yeah. you're scared of and make it a little more tangible, I think, mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also a difference, I guess, with the body as well. So when we experience fear, our pupils dilate, our hearing becomes more acute, um, blood flows away from our skin, which is why they say, you know, you look very, you're pale, you know, you, you like look very scared when you're, and you get pale when you're actually in that full on fear, um, experience. 
And also fear requires um, a triggering stimulus. So anxiety, nothing really has to happen for you to have feelings of anxiety. Something has to happen. Something has to trigger your fear in some way, that fear response or that fear um, uh, like switch that goes kind of on when that happens. Yeah. And anxiety, I think there can be more of a, just sort of an internal trigger that might just something just set it off a little bit, you know, that you maybe that you thought of, and then you just go into this sort of unease. Yeah. Yeah. So it's more internal. Yeah. Like your own thoughts can trigger your anxiety was, I think fear can be thoughts, but I think it's more of a tangible outside of yourself thing. And I think another distinguishing um, factor between fear and anxiety is Um, and tell me if you disagree with this, I guess, but we can be anxious about things that may actually not happen. Whereas fear is more something that is, is happening or could happen or will happen. Yeah, I guess, I guess there's, there's a fine line with that, but I think with anxiety, it's possibly really that worst case scenario, kind of like thinking, well, if this happens, then then that's going to happen and then that's going to happen and that's going to happen. And you kind of keep going down the worst case scenario, whereas fear maybe might be specific to one kind of thing, you know, what if I get cancer or something like that? And maybe just, just that. Well, and I also think like with fear, maybe it's something that you don't think of all the time. You're not ruminating on that. Like I'm scared of uh, like bungee jumping. Mm-hmm. But I'm not like sitting here like anxious about going j- bungee jumping, you right. know, like it, it's, it's not something you're facing every day. And I'm not thinking about it like oh, when I go bungee jumping or if I go bungee jumping, I'm going to be scared. Like, right. <laughs> you're not right. really thinking that. But anxiety, I think, is a lot more persistent and it's just a little more constant. And and I think you live with it more. And it's again, like we said, it's not a specific thing mm-hmm. like bungee mm-hmm. jumping would be. But <laughs> Right, right. Yeah. So, and I guess when you talk about phobias, let's say if you happen to see a spider, then you're fearful, or maybe you think of a spider, you're fearful, but it's not something that you're constantly having this sensation of, uh, uh, what's the word? Sensation of uh, irritability or uh, quaking emotions inside Mm -hmm. kind of constantly. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. Okay. So how can we, like we said, you can't get rid of fear, uh, but we can overcome it in some way and also leverage our fear. So now we're going to talk about how we can do that. And this is, again, more, I would say, for fears that we really do need to get over to achieve the things that we want in life. So you don't necessarily have to get over your fear of wild animals because there's a reason for that. But there are some things that people are fearful of or you might be fearful of. Um, that you do want to overcome because you know that when you do that, um, it will lead you to things that um, will be create your a happier life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I think um, first of all, becoming aware that fear is normal. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that you should you should not do something, but it's very it's very normal in a lot of circumstances. Um, but again, yeah, you want to not let it keep you away. I think the basic thing is don't, you don't want fear to keep you away from doing something that really, really is important to you, uh, in your life. You You don't want it to run your life, right? You don't want it to run your life. And so the more you give into fear, the more that that's going to happen. And I always say like your circle of 
I guess you, your comfort circle gets smaller and smaller um, the more you give in to fear. Um, so you really want to watch that that's not what you're, you're not letting that take over. Yeah. And kind of like I said before, like, yeah, you can live without fear, but again, that means you probably live a very small life, a very uh, routine, right. not really doing much, um, which is probably not very fulfilling. <laughs> well, sometimes there's a way to look at it that, oh, I can manage my fear because I avoid these places or I, I avoid doing this and I avoid doing that. But truly what you're letting, you're not managing fear. You're allowing fear to manage you. Yes. So, um, so you really have to think about that. You know, you don't want to be a prisoner of your fear. Yeah, exactly. So we don't want to, like we said, we don't want to avoid it because that just means that you're, you're giving fear the upper hand, you're letting it control you and run your life. And it will magnify itself because the more you push something away, the more you um, are so against it and repel it, it's going to become, it's going to come back stronger and it's it, more magnified. Yeah. It really re- reinforces it. Whenever you do something again and again and again, it just becomes reinforced. So every time you don't do something because you're yes. scared of it, it's going to make that, that reaction and that habit and that, um, your wiring of the brain, you're, you're wiring that path. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You're re- yeah. You're making that pathway stronger. So the next time that you're faced with it, you're going to automatically even more quicker, even easier, go to the avoidance route. And again, right. strengthening that specific way of thinking, right. which is not what we want to do. Right. So what we do want to do is face our fears and do it anyways. Um, I guess there's no really like other easier way to say it than you just have to do it. <laughs> You're going to be right. scared. Um, you just have to ha- be, you know, mentally stronger than your fear. And it obviously there are ways that we can get around that. So we want to start smaller, right? You don't. Well, I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah, is that sometimes we think we have to do everything or or this thing, whatever we're scared of, we have to do it completely all the way, right away or whatever. So really, it's about. Um, taking small steps. So, I mean, yeah, I guess I'm thinking of like public speaking. Yeah. I mean, if you're really scared of public speaking, you know, start by looking at yourself in the mirror and saying your speech or saying whatever you want to say, recording yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. Um, maybe video recording yourself, um, do it in front of one friend or your parent or, you know, one person who, you know, isn't going to judge you or make fun of you. Um, right. And then, you know, then once you get comfortable in front of one person, you can just, you know, go from there and increase from there. Work your way up. Yeah. 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 And again, it's always, you're always going to have that fear still in you no matter what, but you'll be able to notice that when you do it the first time and you do it in front of the one person, the very first time that it wasn't as bad as you thought for the most part. I mean, even if it is as bad as you thought, um, you survived. <laughs> so and what's the worst that could happen? You kind of can see, I think really what is the really worst case scenario and it's not maybe what you think kind of like the first podcast we did yeah (laughs) (laughs) a little bit fearful right of course anytime (laughs) you're doing something new it's a it's so very normal um so and again yeah like fun if you're scared of heights you know don't go skydiving (laughs) you can just go stand like go up to um a tall building and stand on top you know who knows just start way smaller so yeah you can work away yeah Um, well and there's certain things we can choose to kind i mean is jumping out of a plane necessarily something we have to do in life to experience you know the wonders of our life you know that's that's up to for each person to decide so 
Yeah. But I think the main thing is like, if that's something you truly desire to do and it's like a dream of yours and you do really, you know, you would want to do it and you know that it would yeah, improve the quality of your life and make you happier and more fulfilled. That's when you want to look at that fear and decide what can I be doing to get over this and, um, to be able to end up doing what you really want to do. Right. Yeah. And so part of, uh, dealing with the fear uh, is, you know, when you take the small steps is learning how to just sit with it. Uh, so when you do that first um, step, sometimes it's, it can be helpful to just kind of acknowledge it's there, realize that it's normal to feel that way uh, and continue moving through it. And so um, sometimes when we're really, we're really trying to say, okay, don't, don't be scared. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Whatever, uh, whatever. It actually kind of increases it. But if we can kind of just say, okay, this is where I'm at right now. And that's okay. I'm going to still move forward. I'm going to feel this fear and that's okay. It's, I, I, I am okay with that. It's uncomfortable. Yes. And I can, I can deal with this. I can live. Yeah. (laughs) I'll live. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what I think we've talked about this before. That's with all feelings too, not just fear. So treat fear like any other emotion that you have, you know, you, you acknowledge it. I don't know how much we've talked about this necessarily on the podcast, but, um, it's definitely something that, um, we know about and talk about and teach in psychology and stuff like that. Right. Um, where you, you do, you acknowledge your feelings, you sit with them, you acknowledge that they're there, you don't judge them and you, then you can let them go. Right. Right. And that's really with negative feelings. I mean, yes. I think because with happy feelings or good feelings, we we would rather we want to hold on to those. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, negative feelings, uh, the more we can um, basically say we don't have to like them. We can acknowledge that we don't like them and we can say and that's OK that they're here right now. So that's sort of a way to just accept that they're here, but move basically let them run their course and move through them, yeah. Rather than avoid and let them uh, dictate to you how how you run your life. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Do you have anything else to add? I think that's that about covers it. All right. Yeah, I think that's great. I think we wrapped it up. So we will talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening, guys. As always, if you could rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast, that would be awesome. If you found this episode helpful or you learned something new, if you could share it with a friend, that would be really awesome as well. We would love to see more people listening. You can also follow us on Instagram. We're at the Psyched Framework, and you can join our Facebook group. It's just the Psyched Facebook group, and the links to all of that are in the show notes. And once again, if you are interested in doing one-on-one coaching with us to really reach your full potential, get over your mental blocks and your fears, and just really finding your true authentic self and getting to a better place and having more purpose and meaning and creating the life that you really want, then then you can book a call with us in the link in the show notes as well to learn more about that and to see if you would be a fit for that program. Once again, we'll talk to you guys next week.